0: Let's open our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 12 today. <clears throat> I had planned to share something different, but uh, Susan told me that she didn't want to hear it. No, she actually did tell me that, but the Lord, I woke up this morning and the Lord gave me this scripture. It just kept coming to my mind. And then I felt like, well, I think that's what you want me to talk about today, Lord. So... The topic today is the power of the tongue for good and for evil. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 8, there is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. There is that speaketh like the piercing piercings of a sword. Shh. <laughs> but the tongue of the wise is health. You know, there's so much potential in this thing that's under your nose for good or for evil. Amen? You have potential to tear apart or to build, to make sick or to heal. There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Folks, let's be wise. Amen? Let's control what comes out of our mouth, amen? Let's let the Holy Spirit have dominion in this area just as much as every other area because there's so much power in the tongue. Now, before I go on, I've got several in in Proverbs to share with you, but I want to share the same verse uh, from a different version. This is the uh, Bible Basic Bible, the Bible in basic English, it's called, BBE version. <clears throat> and I remembered this, and I had to research to find out what version it was. But anyway, Proverbs uh, twelve eighteen, in the BBE version, says, There are some whose uncontrolled talk is like the wounds of a sword, but the tongue of the wise makes me well again, or makes one well again. I've got to learn to read my writing, too. So the tongue of the wise makes you, makes you well again. Amen? But there are some whose uncontrolled talk is like the piercings of a sword or the wounds of a sword. But the tongue of the wise makes one well again. How many want to be well again? How many want to be healthy? Praise God. Well, you have something to do with it, with what's coming out of your mouth. Can I have an Amen. Turn to Proverbs chapter 16, in the 24th verse, pleasant words are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. Praise God. Pleasant words are like honeycomb, sweet to the soul. Health to the bones. How many like to hear pleasant words? Negative, hurtful words, amen? They're not helpful. They don't build up. But pleasant words are like honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones, amen? They're good for your bones, amen, to speak pleasant words. Can I have an amen? Praise God. All right, Proverbs 18, 20, and 21. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. It says what you're speaking has something to do with your prosperity. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit of it. Eat the fruit thereof. Do you know that you are eating the fruit of what you've been saying? Amen. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Amen. Let love come out of your mouth. Amen. Speak good words. Speak words of power. Words of life. Not words of death. You can destroy your own life, your own family, your own church with your words, or you can build up. Can I have an amen? Amen. All right, and then one more in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21. The lips of the righteous feed many but fools die for want of wisdom. The blessing of the Lord, this one's so good, I have to read the next verse. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. But the lips of the righteous feed many. So what you're saying is not only affecting you, but those around you, amen? And we as Christians, amen, are called to be leaders and to set the atmosphere, and we set the atmosphere with the words that we speak. Amen? Ladies, you have power in your home to set the atmosphere. Amen? And whatever realm of influence you have, whatever realm of leadership you have, you have power through your tongue to set the atmosphere. Amen? You can release love, you can release healing, or you can release division, strife, hatred. Amen? And pain. The old saying, you know, sticks and stones shall hurt my bones, but words will never hurt me, is a lie of the devil. (laughs) Words have power. Uh Amen. You just look at children have been raised in a home where they receive no affirmation or encouragement from the lips of their parents. Amen. We need that. We need to release life and healing with our words. Can I have an amen? Now let's go to James in the third chapter. James chapter 3, verse 1. My brethren, be not many masters or teachers knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. And the better word there would be judgment. In other words, if you're a teacher, you'll be judged with a stricter judgment because you are responsible for those you influence and those who sit under your ministry. So be careful about doing that. And when you do it, do it well. Can I have an amen? For in many things we offend all, if any man or woman offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able to bridle the whole body. Amen. says you could control the whole body with your mouth, with your lips. Amen. Behold, look, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us and we turn about the whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be great, are driven by fierce winds, yet they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. He gives two illustrations here. First, the horse, and then the helm of the ship. Right? Both have to do with guidance, getting where you're going. The tongue is like, a, like the bridle on the horse and like the, you know, the rudder on the ship. In other words, he's saying, you are where you are today because of what you've been saying. Amen? I'll say it again. You are where you are today because of what you've been saying. The tongue is a fire. Oh, it's not that important what we say. The Word of God says, the tongue is a fire. It is important. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. Oh, those are strong words. We're living in a society today that is being set on fire by hell. There's so much anger and so much strife and so many negative words being spoken. Folks, in the body of Christ, we've got to resist this evil. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I said, we've got to resist this evil. Amen. What do we need to do? We need to manifest the opposite spirit. You know, if you listen to the news uh, networks, Fox or CNN or MSNBC or whatever, amen which fortunately we don't have cable, so we don't have to worry about that. But if you listen to very much of that, I mean, there's a lot of poison coming out of people's mouths. Amen? And if you buy into that, one way or the other, you know, you can buy in one way or the other. You can buy into, yeah, I'm mad too. Or you can be mad because of what somebody said, you know. And then you start spewing out venom. Amen? But we've got to be different. Amen? We've got to bring the sweetness of Jesus into this world. It doesn't mean that we'll never speak against something. We are to speak against sin, but we don't need to denigrate people. Amen. We need to love people. Can I have an amen? amen? Doesn't mean you agree with everything or just lay down and and you know let everything go without saying anything. But we need to have the love of God. The Bible says it this way: speak the truth in love. Can I have an amen? So He says the tongue. As a fire in a world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. In other words, Satan's behind this. And every kind of beasts and birds and serpents and, to- and things of the sea is tamed and has been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Well, if God's calling you to tame your tongue and you can't do it, then what? (laughs) Folks, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. You need God to take control, amen? You need God to work in your heart, amen? And you need to allow God to work that discipline in your life. Therewith, bless we God. Oh, praise the Lord. It's Sunday. Let's praise God, amen? And therewith, Curse we men, which are made after the similitude. You've got to remember, everybody on the face of this earth was made in the image of God. Now, they may be very marred by sin, but it all goes back to what God did in the creation. He made us in the image of himself. And every person is important. Every person's important. And not only only in creation are they important, but they're important in redemption because Jesus died for their sins. They may not have accepted that yet, but they're so important. God sent his son to bleed to death on a cross for them. And we've got to remember that, amen? We've got to remember the value of a human being. Praise God. And we've got something in common with every human being, amen? We have that humanity in common. We might have a lot of differences, but praise God. We all came from that same creator, and we all came from Adam. You know, I go overseas, and I tell them that all the time. You know, they, they've got this dark skin, and they look completely different. I says, hey, I'm your long-lost relative. Because we do. We have inhumanity. We have this in common. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. Does a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? You know, if you've got sweet water and bitter coming from the same mountain, I mean from the same fountain, sweet and bitter, how many know they're going to get mixed together? Amen? So, the, so it's not going to be, it's going to be bitter. And uh, in Hebrews it says, Beware lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. And thereby many be defiled. So, Christians, we gotta stay pure. We gotta walk in the love of God. Amen. We gotta let that wholeness and healing and sweetness of Jesus be in us, in all our relationships, and in our attitudes, in our deepest attitudes, in our prayers. We've got to let Jesus flow like a river out of us. Jesus said, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. What's people looking for? They're looking for love. Amen. See, they may not be ready to receive our message, but they'll receive love. Very often they'll receive that love of Jesus, and they'll go, what is this that's with you? You're different. Here, I'm, I, I'm completely different to you. I disagree with you, and yet I feel love from you. Why is that? That's the love of Jesus. That's what we need to flow in, amen? How can they tell? Well, it's by what comes out of our mouth, amen? It's by the attitudes that we exude through our speech, if we want to be an evangelistic people, amen, we need to be a sweet people. We need to be like Jesus. Man, people were drawn to Jesus. Sinners were drawn to Jesus. The religious folks complained because he was always eating meals with the sinners. And they were getting converted, you know, because of that love. They were drawn to that irresistible power, of that love, amen. And we have that. When you're born again, the Bible said that the love of God is shed abroad in your hearts. So Satan comes in, and he wants to pollute your well. Amen? He wants to fill you all with all this animosity and, and vitriol and all this negative stuff, you know? Well, you've got you to purge that out, man, and start walking in the pure love of Jesus. And that means forgive. Turn to your neighbor and say, forgive. Come on now, forgive. Hallelujah. Verse 12, Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either the, fine, the vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt, water, and fresh. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Praise God. Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. Hey, if you're wise, show it, he says. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth, this wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. This wisdom, you know, there's two kinds of wisdom he's talking about. The wisdom of the devil and the wisdom of the Lord. The wisdom of the devil, yeah, you might convince people with the wisdom of the devil, but it comes from beneath, not from above. It's it has power, but it's negative power. Remember, we're talking about the power of the tongue for good or evil. You know, I always think about James Robinson. How many of you know James Robinson? Maybe you've seen him on TV. He has, I think, he has a TV program. I don't, I don't watch uh, a lot of Christian TV, but. <clears throat> Uh, His program, what I've seen, has been pretty good. But I remember him testifying about how he used to do, he used to have like a big crusade ministry. He used to go around and fill auditoriums and stadiums and stuff. But he said he was an angry preacher. He was always railing against somebody. And it's just amazing. People were drawn to it. But he realized after a while, he was operating out of the wrong spirit. He had an anointing, but it wasn't from the Lord. And so he was stirring people up and motivating people with anger, but it was not God's will. And see, there is power in angry words. Amen? Have you ever listened to uh, Adolf Hitler, recordings of Adolf Hitler? You can feel, you can feel the power. You, know, you may not understand the language. I don't understand the language he spoke, but you can feel the power of it. But it's not a godly power, see? get over in the right anointing. we got to flow in the anointing of God's love. And again, that doesn't mean we're never going to say anything about sin or whatever. Just just follow Jesus. Just do it the way he did it, and you'll be just fine. Amen? And that's what we need. Praise God. Who is a wise man? And a dude with knowledge among you. Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly sensual devilish. For where envying and strife is, there's confusion and every evil work. Sounds like our government. It's because it's just boom, 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 boom. Oh, yes, we're going to fight it out here. And nothing happens. Nothing good comes out of it. It's confusion and every evil work. Amen? And that's the way sometimes it happens in churches. It's like, you know, we're trying to go the right direction, but boom, 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 instead of flowing in the love of God, you know? And what happens? There's confusion in every evil work. That's what the Bible says. Praise God. So, pretty important message, Amen? amen? Amen. Control your tongue, amen? Let the Holy Spirit have rule. In your heart and in your mouth, praise God. But the wisdom that's from above, now we're going to talk about God's wisdom, is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. You might say, it comes to mind there, easy to get along with. <laughs> You're not just battling everything. You know, You're not, everything's not a war, amen? you you got love flowing, Amen? The wisdom that's from above is first pure. This is good advice for marriages here. Peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated. Amen. You don't always have to have your way. Amen. Right, Gary? Yeah. <laughs> Nona <Notice> says, "Amen." <laughs> Full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now, Hypocrisy, two-faced. Hypocrisy—that's what it means. Two-faced. You say one thing to one person, one thing to another. You're not going down a straight line, amen. You're you're weaving, amen. Without hypocrisy, amen. Let your yea be yea, and your nay nay. Can I have an amen? Amen. Verse eighteen: And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, amen, for they will be called the children of God. And the fruit of righteousness is sown. Talking about sowing, planting a seed, a seed of righteousness. I may want a seed of righteousness to be planted in Ruthden and Pipestone in this area and in the United States and the nations of the world. Well, it's sown in righteousness. It's sown by peace, by those who make peace. Can I have amen today? Okay? How many are getting something out of this? At least something today. All right. All right, let's go to Matthew 12. Let's see what Jesus had to say about this. Matthew 12. Matthew 12, 34. Oh, generation. Well, let's back up a little bit. Let's just go back to the the verse before. You can read it in context later in your personal time. And we do encourage you to have a personal time with the Lord every day. How many know we we need good influences in our life? And Sunday morning is not enough, amen? And the best influence you'll ever have Holy Spirit working in your life in the word of God. So in the morning when you get up or whenever you can, pull aside, read God's word and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and you'll find it'll help you. Amen? Amen. That's free. that's no extra for that, but that's good advice. Verse 33, either make the tree good and it's fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and it's fruit corrupt. For the tree, is known by his fruit. The tree is known by his fruit. You know, there's another Proverbs that says, even a child is known by his doings. (laughs) Ed Cole used to say, we judge other people by their actions, but we judge ourselves by our intentions. The only, only way people can know what's going on in your heart is by what you're saying and what you're doing. Amen? So watch what you're saying and doing. Can I have an amen? He says, either make the tree good or make it evil, But the tree is known by its fruit. Verse 34, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Oh, so if we've got stuff coming out, of our mouth that's evil, what do we need to check up? What's right in here, amen? Because the sweetness that's in here will come out, amen? You say, yeah, well, yeah, but I'm born again. Yeah, but you know what? You can have stuff in your heart even though you're born again. You can have animosity and bitterness and hurt and pain, you know, You can have junk in there, amen, but the Lord will cleanse your heart, amen, if you'll let him. If you'll let him, you know, plead the blood of Jesus over your heart and ask him to purify your heart, amen, by faith, and he will. Praise God. There's nothing in this book that's impossible to do. Nothing's impossible with God, and changing a heart is his business. So Jesus said, all the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, amen. So check your heart, amen, and let God cleanse and heal your heart. Amen? And then your lips will be cleansed. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Wow! So the words that you speak have the power to justify you. That word means make you righteous. Or the words that you speak have the power to condemn, to judge you. Wow. Beware of what you say, amen? By the way, how can your words justify you? How can your words make you righteous? Well, in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, says, If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will, say, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Everybody say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the Lord. Say, Jesus is my Lord. I believe he died for me. I believe he rose again. Thank you, Lord, for cleansing me and making me righteous in Jesus' name. The power of the tongue for good and for evil. Romans chapter 12. Lord for Romans chapter 12. I know it's in here. Romans chapter 12, verse 14. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. What do we need to do? The opposite spirit. Proverbs also says, a soft answer turns away wrath. Somebody curses you, I got a good solution for you, how to deal with that. Just bless them and be happy about it and realize that you couldn't do that except by the grace of God. There's such freedom in that, amen? Instead of getting caught up in that spirit of cursing and anger, just release blessing. (laughs) But the Bible says, "That's the teaching of the Word of God. Can I have an amen? amen? Speak words of life. Speak words of faith. What needs to come out of our mouth is love and faith. Second uh, Corinthians um, I got it in my notes. Second Corinthians 4:13, "We have believed therefore we speak. We having the same spirit of faith, we have believed, therefore we speak. We are to speak our faith. I remember a minister talking about why he believed that God blessed him in his walk with the Lord. He was saved as a teenager. Had a genuine new birth experience. And I don't think he had a lot of fellowship. But for some reason... He just learned the principle of speaking his faith. So he would always say, I'm a new creature. I'm a new creature in Christ. Amen? Well, that's a lot better than saying, I'm a dud. I never can accomplish much. I'm always, I'm always sinning, and I, can't, and I can't help it. <laughs> See, you're disagreeing with the Word of God when you do that. Amen. But when you say, I'm a new creature, old things have passed away, old things have become new, you're agreeing with the Bible. Your faith is working. So what needs to come out of our mouth? Faith, words of life, words of faith, words of healing, words of love. Amen. That's what we're here for. We can release out of our mouth blessing. It's powerful, powerful, powerful. Can I have an amen? Amen. right? Let's look at, uh, I think, one more scripture. Luke chapter 6, and let's begin in verse 39. And he, that is Jesus, spake a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Hmm? I mean, oh, we should be leading people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? But can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall in the ditch? A disciple is not above his master, but every one that is perfect shall be as his master. In other words, we're to be like Jesus. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but perceiveth not the beam that is in thine own eye? Either how canst thou say to thy brother, "Brother, let me pull out the mote that is in thine eye," when thou thyself beholdest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, cast out the beam. Cast out first the beam that's in thine own eye, then shalt thou see clearly to pull the mote that's in thy brother's eye. For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree is known by his own fruit. For For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth what is good, and the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, which we read there in Matthew. But verse 40, 46 there, he says, And why call ye me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? That's plain. Why do you say, Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? Why do you say, Lord, Lord, but you've got junk coming out of your mouth? Amen? whether it's curse words or something like it, amen? Hurtful, negative words. I forgot one scripture. We've got to have that, too. So Jesus said, if he's your Lord, amen, let him be Lord, amen? In 1 Corinthians uh, 6, it says uh, that you're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your spirit and your body, which are God's. How many know your tongue is part of your body? <laughs> Amen. So everybody say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Over, my tongue. over my tongue. Amen. All right. Now one more, one more scripture. Ephesians. Then after that there'll be one more. No, just kidding. Ephesians chapter four. Verse twenty nine. See now here, Ephesians. This is the teaching, Paul's teaching, for the church. How many of you know we need teaching? Some people have the idea. Well, you know, people, it'll all work out. No, we need to be taught of the Lord. Amen. We need His word. Amen. Thank God for the Word of God. Right, Gary? We need the word, and so we we need it in church. We need it in our personal life. But look at what Paul says to the church at Ephesus, verse 29. Let no corrupt communication, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Corrupt there means uh, putrefied. You know, like sewage. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the edifying that it may minister grace to the hearers. Wow, we've got power to minister grace to the hearers. Hallelujah. Over at D&T's, praise God. The boss knows how to speak words of grace. Amen? (laughs) Amen? Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. That it may minister grace. In the church, we can minister grace. We can speak words that make people want to serve Jesus. Amen? There's so much power in the gospel. There's so much power in our words to release grace, to to help people be who God wants them to be. We can release that mercy. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Whereby you are sealed to the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking, how much? A L L spells? Let all, praise God, let's get rid of all of it. Not, don't leave a little bit. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And in the fourth verse of the next chapter, it says, Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which is not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. It's good to, you know, tell a little joke, have a little fun. But it can get over to an area of needling. And digging, right? You can speak something, you know. Sounds like you're being nice, but actually you're digging. (laughs) You sure quiet. Must be registering somewhere today. (laughs) Amen. Watch what you say. Watch your tongue. Amen. The power of the tongue for good and for evil. Let's pray. Holy Father, we just recognize your goodness and the power of what you've done in our lives. And the Lord, that you would take time just to instruct us. We thank you for that, Father God. That we might be blessed. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. We read that. That's your plan for us. Help us to remember, Lord, to watch our tongue. The tongue of the wise is health. It's health for us. It's health for our families. It's health for our church. It's health for our community. It's health for our nation. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to guard our lips. As David said, put a watch in front of my lips. Thank you for listening to this message from Tom Shanklin Ministries. More teachings, podcasts, and reports are on our website at TomShanklin.org. You can also reach us by mail at Tom Shanklin Ministries, Post Office Box 4144, Mankato, Minnesota, 56002, USA.